Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Now, you're very welcome back to Breakfast Business. Now, one of the companies that you always need to listen to because they have real scale in the Irish market is Irish Life Investment Managers who have 100 billion euros of assets under management, which is big in Irish terms and pretty sizable even by international terms. So where they're putting their money and where they're advising their clients to put their money is very vital. And the man who is involved in that is actually here with me in studio. And he's Anthony McGuinness, who's Chief Investment Officer of Irish Life Investment Managers, or ILIM, to give them their acronym. First of all, you're very welcome along, Anthony. We want to keep this as a broad brush as we can, because uh, at this time of the morning, people don't want to get too into too much granularity. Obviously, the big story has been inflation it's cooling off in most markets, noticeably the US, but it's still very sticky and, and remains a problem. And I suppose a lot of people will be saying, where should I deploy my money and my resources in that kind of climate? Uh, what, what's, what's your thinking on that? Yeah, um, thanks very much, Emmett. Uh, coming into the year, we certainly anticipated that inflation in most markets would have peaked um, and, and thought coming through the year, the more restrictive central bank policy that we've seen from the Fed last year, the ECB even more so this year, would see inflation start to cool. Um, and that, that has been the case. Certainly we've, we've come to 3% in the US, 5.5% in, in Europe. And, and that's, you know, certainly releases recently have pointed to further disinflation. So that's, that's a positive. Um, at the same time, we've seen more recently uh, positive growth numbers coming out of the US. So the US actually in the second quarter outperforming expectations. So again, inflation starting to cool. Growth, however, being more resilient than we would have anticipated with those very high interest rates that we've seen, uh, both by the ECB and Fed, both increasing again by a quarter point this 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 month. Um, so in that backdrop, that better growth backdrop, we've seen better corporate results, um, you know, certainly even even this week with meta results coming out um, and we're probably a third of the way through the earnings season in terms of Q2 reports and most companies beating expectations versus what the, the market was anticipating. We've seen equity markets do a lot better. So that strength in the equity market over the first half of the year really being buoyed by better growth backdrop inflation coming down and probably people now anticipating that we're nearing the end of where the ECB and the Fed will get to in terms of rate hikes. Yeah. Um, I suppose one of the remarkable things is when when inflation first started roaring last year in particular, people said, well, this is really going to hit corporate earnings. You know, these big companies who, particularly the ones that are in the consumer staple area, they're really going to be hammered because consumers are going to become very price sensitive and drift off into own label and just cut their consumption generally. But most corporate earnings are still pretty high. I mean, you see Nestle actually are on the back foot saying, you know, why were we able to put so many price increases through? So it hasn't kind of panned out that way. The, the corporate earnings have stayed reasonably resilient, which has meant that the share market has stayed reasonably resilient. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, global equities up this year, double digits, uh, 17% in local terms, about 14% in euro terms. The S&P up nearly close to 20%, and we're just 4 to 4% off all-time highs. And a lot of that has been down to better resilient uh, corporate earnings, as you say, coming through versus them what was feared at the start of the year. So a couple of things around that is the US consumer, which accounts for 70% of US growth, has been far more resilient. We've seen tight labour markets. We've seen nominal wage increases. In fact, we're seeing real wage increases now with the nominal rate of wage increases running higher than inflation in the US. So that is buoyed spending um, and it's buoyed earnings versus where we would have previously anticipated. So that has seen kind of strength in the equity market. It's buoyed investor enthusiasm um, and confidence. And, 
you know, certainly when we're, we're, we're looking at results at this point, in particular, another theme that has been very strong in, in addition to growth has been the AI trend. So when we look at equity markets and we look underneath the hood of equity markets, seven key stocks in the US, the, the large tech mega cap names, have accounted for nearly 70%. That was closer to 85% of returns. And uh, are, are you nervous at all about the, the valuations? I mean, NVIDIA in particular has got the headlines. Like they seem to be just, some people are saying we've never seen anything like this before. Is there any nervousness about that bubble sort of feeling around some of this AI stuff? Yeah, like bubble is kind of pointing to valuations. I think valuations are certainly at the upper end of the ranges. We're close to 20 times earnings in in the US and certain areas of the market are definitely have pushed ahead. You know, NVIDIA, NVIDIA would be training over 50 times PE, 12 times over sales. So like that is at a, at a stretch level, but it's also pricing in the enthusiasm around this mm-hmm. area or maybe, uh, um, you know, high expectations in terms of mm-hmm. further growth around AI. We would we would point to that is high, mm. but I think the question is what where will earnings come from here? Mm. So if we do see more robust growth into the second half of the year and into next year, that can continue to support earnings, and that earnings growth can support valuations at these levels. Mm. I think the headwind will be looking at core inflation. So inflation has fallen, but we're still well above the ECB and the Fed's target in terms mm. of in terms of um, a core inflation. So if they need to persist with higher rates for longer than the market anticipates, that could be a headwind for earnings because the, the, the Fed is absolutely adamant that they want to bring down inflation. That will reduce the pricing power uh, in terms of companies being able to pass on these costs that they're seeing in terms sure. of wage negotiations. Onto and customers. Anthony, in terms of your asset sort of allocation strategy, what you decide to go with, what are you more wary of or what what what's what, what are the, the asset classes you'd be a bit, I'm not saying you're actually cutting back, but you'd be a bit more sceptical about or, I mean, I'm thinking property in, in particular, we, we see globally commercial property um, offices in particular because of the work from home phenomenon. There's a little bit of a cooling to put it mildly in that area. Is, is there particular areas you, you, you say, look, let's just take a bit of a, a time out in these particular sectors? Yeah, uh, if we look at looking at our asset allocations, we have favoured equities uh, coming into the first half of the year, and that's been very positive for our pension investors and funds. Um, we've also seen opportunities around fixed income, where interest rates on the back of Fed and ECB hiking have been at their most attractive levels in 15 years, and you can now build nice liquidity pools of around three to four percent in terms of return, uh, which is favourable for investors versus where deposits are, etc. So we've we've sought to kind of look to diversify, uh, maybe. Recognising some of the very elevated valuations on certain tech names and the US market, looking for opportunities outside that in terms of Europe and emerging markets. Um, you, you mentioned corporate, uh, or sorry, uh, commercial real estate. There's absolutely headwinds there. You know, we're going to a, a global kind of reset in terms of valuations on commercial property. That's recognising the higher interest rates that we've gotten to. It also recognises some of the changes that we're seeing, as you're saying, from working from home practices, hybrid working models. And I think, you know, those headwinds are probably likely to persist into the second half of the year um, as we see investors probably look to uh, valuations further resetting before, you know, opportunities to present themselves. We are seeing that more in Europe at this point. Um, but, you know, it, it, and, and certainly within the logistics space and retail space, we're seeing more demand come in from investors. Finally, very briefly, in terms of all assets allocations, there's a risk factor, you know, there's always on the downside and what could happen. Um, the one that kind of sticks out to me maybe in the second half of the year is the energy thing starting to reappear. 
a lot of people think we're all a bit sanguine about it. We got through last winter and said, oh, well, it'll be the same again this year. But it remains very tight. We don't know what our um, um, leader in Russia, Mr. Putin, is going to do. So there's a lot of uncertainty into the energy piece. Is that the main risk factor in the next six months you'd look at? Or are there other things you'd be more concerned about? Yeah, I think um, you're right. Headline inflation, which is the energy and food component, certainly the stress is there with terms of increased tension in in, in Russia and and also kind of the grain agreement um, now being pulled back with, from by Russia. We've also seen energy prices recently increase. So there there's certainly headline increases to inflation, uh, given some of the falls we've seen in energy markets over the last twelve months. Um, but I think really the, the key risk would be more around core inflation. So if core inflation persists to stay high and we see continued wage negotiations higher, that could prove to be a stumbling block for the Fed and the ECB outlook. So they're going to remain very data dependent. If they need to tighten further and don't actually get the opportunity to cut rates next year, that would come certainly as a surprise to markets. Okay. And I think given the very, we have to recognise extremely low volatility in markets at this point with the VIX, the, the measure of a kind of risk within the market yep. now trading at you know, extreme lows, the market isn't priced for any negative surprises okay. or disappointment. Fingers so that's crossed. That's something we need to be watchful for <laughs> we'll and we're mindful the, of. We'll have you on later in the year or early next year and see how we got on. But for now, thanks very much for giving your vantage point view on all of that. Anthony McGuinness is Chief Investment Officer with Irish Live Investment Managers. Thank you for joining us this morning. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.